are again. It's the Santon Times podcast, episode 15, week 28. Showing some sign of life in uh, Santon, South Africa. At least it's starting to get a little bit warmer. I'm not sure if it's uh, if we're quite out of the cold yet. Uh, there's a cold front expected uh, this weekend. But yeah, it's getting, oh, it's not as cold as it was. It didn't, doesn't have that edge in the morning anymore. Well, wherever you're listening to, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for downloading, streaming, subscribing uh, to the Santon Times podcast. And it's always a pleasure having you tune in, take some time to listen, and uh, let's make the best of uh, this week's episode. And if you want to get in touch, don't forget to e- email editor at santontimes.co.za. You can connect with the Santon Times on social media using at Santon Times or the hashtag Santon Times podcast. Don't forget to check out the blog, santontimes.co.za, and subscribe, share, and leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, and SoundCloud. And I really can't encourage you enough to do that. It makes such a difference to the quality of the show that we can put together. It um, changes the dynamics. And for those people who've done it, who have subscribed, who have shared this podcast, and you are leaving your reviews and your ratings, thank you so, so much. I've got some great news in a few minutes on that front. But if you haven't, take this minute right now to go and subscribe. Just whip out your phone, take out your laptop, however you subscribe to podcasts, I'll wait and you can just click subscribe and you will get the latest podcast as it is released onto your phone or onto your device and you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy that, then please feel free to just tap on those stars or those dots or whatever it is that they have got on your particular or your favorite platform and, um, you know, give it a rating. You know, I mean, any rating is great. I mean, obviously, four and five stars are always preferable. <laughs> but yeah, but just give it a rating. Like, just show a, a bit of love, and uh, maybe that'll also warm things up over the next couple of months. Well, everything's well in Santon Land. And for those interested in Santon Land uh, and who haven't visited for a while, well, you're probably listening in Ireland, Thailand, and Germany this past week. So, uh, to all our international listeners as well, it's so great having you tune in. And, you know, I was on LinkedIn this week. And so many of our followers on the Santon Times over the last 10 years have been cabin crew. So all the international cabin crews, I know that Qatar, Emirates, Cathay Pacific, Ethiopian Airlines, all the major airlines stay at majority of the five-star hotels in and around Santon. And they were one of the biggest followers of the Santon Times and interactors of the Santon Times, the pilots in the beginning, right in the beginning, that's kind of where things started. And it's incredible to see and very sad to see how many of those uh, flight attendants, cabin crew pilots are on LinkedIn, being very much a a business platform, and all looking for jobs. Uh, There's been mass redundancies and retrenchments across the board in the airline industry, and I think we're not out of the woods yet, even though some of the domestic airlines have reopened, international travel is still far and few between. And yeah, you've got so many trained professionals, uh, you know, people from across economy class, business class, first class, all now, yeah, not realizing that the last flight they took was pretty much the last flight they took in terms of their career for now. And I do hope that Many of them get to go back to what it is that they love. And uh, many people do this because it's also a passion for travel. It's a passion for people. 
and I guess it, it must be unbelievably hard. And, and also, if you're located in a city or a country that's not your home country and that's been your residence for your employment with a particular airline, now you're having to travel back to where you, uh, you, know, where you were born or where you were uh, originally before you moved there. Yeah, but we're giving you a shout out, giving you some thoughts and uh, hopefully things will come right again. Continue listening and uh, continue engaging and hopefully one day we will see you in Santon again. So the great news that I wanted to share with you right in the beginning, uh, talking about rating and reviewing and subscribing and sharing, is that the Santon Times podcast ranked at number 56 on the Apple podcasts in South Africa under the news category. So we're in the top 100 in terms of the news category at number 56. It's been some incredible moves uh, from where we started over the last 15 weeks to where we are now. So please, I encourage you to carry on your support. I really thank you if you have been listening and you've been an ongoing supporter since day one. And if you're a new listener, if this is the first episode you've downloaded and you've decided to listen to, well, welcome. And I hope it's not your last. So thank you to everybody who's made it possible. And I will keep you up to speed on how we chart and how we progress. And hopefully before we know it, we'll be in the top 20 or in the top 10. So I'm really looking forward to that. One of the other great developments uh, in the past week has also been that we've launched a fortnightly newsletter. So I encourage you to subscribe. You'll have a chance to win some great prizes. So every two weeks, we'll be sending out that newsletter with a digest of the latest stories that we've been writing about on the blog and subscribe and you might have a chance to win something great. I know at the moment we've got a two-night stay in a one-bedroom apartment at the residency, Jellico in Johannesburg going, which is valued at 3,400 Rand and that's going to one lucky subscriber of the mailer. So make sure that you subscribe to the mailer. The link is in the show notes and the closing date is 16th of July, 2020. So Make sure you subscribe and you might be that lucky person who gets to stay in a one-bedroom apartment at the Residency Jellico for two nights. As we always do every week, it's time to take a look at the news making headlines in Santon this week. And as always, this update is brought to you by megaflightdeals.com, your one-stop for non-stop cheap flights. And uh, as more and more airports are opening up now, we're probably going to be seeing some more domestic travel happening. I know some people have already uh, gotten onto some of those flights, some people I know. Yeah, you know, not uh, not jumping up and down. Some people more reluctantly than others, some people more worried. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to chat to some of the airlines at some point, maybe to hear from them how they've been adjusting, what plans they've put in place uh, to make travel a little safer domestically. We're going to be rolling out some more specials, uh, I hear, on megaflightdeals.com, so just keep an eye out for that. Right, let's get to the stories making headlines. And uh, yeah, COVID-19 is not going anywhere anytime soon. And once again, there's been more office shutdowns. This past week, uh, the Estate Agency Affairs Board had to evacuate staff members from its Santon office after receiving information that an employee of Community Schemes Ombuds Services had come into contact with somebody who was a positive COVID-19 case, uh, reports IOL. So the CSOS, they occupy the same office block. And as these things go, I mean, the moment you have an incident or a case in your company or close by or, you know, within um, a a reasonable risk uh, space, you kind of have to make sure that you keep everyone safe. And we've seen this with retailers. We've seen this with all kinds of different businesses. And we've also seen it with the Santon Police Station, which was also closed again this past week uh, after they had another confirmed case of a COVID-19. 
they're going to announce once they've done their respective fumigation and sanitation when they'll be reopening. So they're working off, uh, out of a satellite station at the moment. I think it's not the first and not the last of these stories that we're going to be hearing over the next uh, couple of months in terms of uh, companies and business having to open and close then open and then, you know, close again if uh, protocols or, or certain things don't don't fall into place. Then we've seen, once again, more bloodshed in mainstream media this week as well, with two more announcements. I see that uh, Spinnercom Media, home to Hello Joburg, Hello Pretoria, and Leading Venues magazine announced that it is suspending all digital print and social media from the 1st of August 2020 until further notice, citing the slowdown in the turnaround of the economy. And knowing this publication is very much focused on entertainment, very much focused on restaurants, where to stay, where to go, and... Yeah, those industries are not in good shape and there's been very little effort and help forthcoming in any other sort of rescue plan, be it from a government perspective. And, you know, small and medium-sized media companies are taking as big a knock as are the larger media companies. And one of those being Media24, who also this week announced that it is considering the closure of five magazines and two newspapers, outsourcing and reducing the frequency of its remaining monthly magazines and taking two newspapers digital only and reducing staff in related supported services. So in their magazine portfolio, if you're not too familiar with uh, who falls under uh, Media24, they are seeing the closing of Move and the Hearst portfolio, which is Men's Health, Women's Health, Bicycling and Runner's World. Then the publishing of Drum is going to go into a digital format only. Then a licensing agreement with the editor Helen Schur to publish the parenting titles Baba and Kleter and Your Pregnancy. And that will be done independently. Then they're looking at outsourcing the editorial production of the remaining monthly portfolio, which is Fair Lady, Sorry, Essay Hunter, Yachter, uh, True Love, Taste Home, Vach Go, and Vach Re and Sleep Go. And then there's also drive and camp. These will also have to go outside of that stable, maybe being produced outside. And then there's also the fortnightly kair, which will also fall into that. Then reducing the frequency of the monthly magazines to six issues per year and eight issues, which will be for taste slash home, essay hunter yachter and man magnum. The flagship weeklies Heisgenoot, You and Landbau Wirkblatt will continue to be produced and published in-house. In the newspaper portfolio, they're closing Sonop Sondag and Sunday Sun. They're closing the Eastern Cape edition of Son, uh, publishing Volksblatt and the Burger Urskarp as weekday digital editions only, available as complete PDFs on Network 24. Then there's uh, the closing of four community newspapers in KwaZulu-Natal, which is Amanzam Toti Fever, East Grikeland Fever, and Hillcrest Fever, and Maritzburg Fever. And then consolidating Nuertkarp and Kalahari Bulletin into a single newspaper Nordkap Bulletin Kroenus and Freistadnis into Freistad Kroenus. Uh, or Kroen, Kroenus. Kroenus. Oh, wow. And at the same time, incorporating the. Uh, and at the same time, incorporating Tiervartes Kloof Gazette into Hermanus Times. And then finally, accelerating the digital transformation of the witness. So it's, you know, if you're not in the media industry, you might be saying, oh, you know what, why are we going through all this detail? But a lot of people are subscribed, have been regular readers of a lot of these big publications. And uh, we only heard uh, recently about Caxton uh, shutting down its magazine division. Uh, we've heard about Associated Magazines, who were home to Cosmopolitan, uh, calling it a day on the publishing front. So I don't think it's going to be the last of it. I don't think we're going to... 
uh, that this is going to be the last time we hear about major mainstream media having to, uh, you know, uh, either completely readjust or shut its doors because, you know, the business, we can argue the business model, distribution, content production. I mean, it's a whole nother sort of, I suppose, very specialized conversation on its own. But uh, it just goes to show that, you know, COVID-19 is uh, wreaking havoc not just in travel and tourism, but also in the media space. And I'm sure there's many other businesses as well. Then on a slightly more upbeat note, uh, there's a drive-in diner now at the Pine Slopes Mall. Restaurants at the Pine Slope Mall in four ways. And if you're not quite sure where the Pine Slopes Mall is, uh, if you're not so familiar with Johannesburg, it's in four ways. uh, And you might know Billy the Bums, uh, that might ring a bell. Well, I know that they're in that same shopping center. Well, these restaurants have all teamed up and are offering a joint menu in a roadhouse style execution, if that makes sense. If you're familiar with the roadhouse, you might get a bit of a sense of what that looks like. So Business Insider is reporting that the drive-in diner, which includes restaurants such as Doppia Zero, Salsa Mexican Grill, Nikos, Old Ducky French Cafe, Billy the Bums, there we go, and uh, Lockstock and Beer has launched at the Pine Slopes Boulevard in four ways this past month. And the service is a joint effort with a single menu. So just give you a quick breakdown of how this works, right? So you're going to drive into the parking lot and they've got sort of like a special designated area where you can park. And a waiter is going to come up to you with a menu. It's going to be a joint menu. So everybody has sort of taken up a space on this A3, A2 sheet of paper. All the menus and all the restaurants are on there. And the waiter from one of the included restaurants will welcome you and take your order. And you can then decide, you know, which of the different you know, many restaurants you want to order from. So, you know, each restaurant's got their own little sort of signature dish. So you might say, look, I'm going to have a starter from there and a main from there, and maybe I'm going to have a dessert from there, which is quite cool. How often have you wanted to do that with uh, with uh, takeaways where you thought, well, you know what, I really like the Steers chips, but I quite enjoy the coleslaw from KFC. So maybe I should try and, you know, piece something together. So yeah, back to, back to Pine Slopes. Uh, so once you've ordered, they'll bring you a tray, which is clipped to your window. So totally Roadhouse style. If you've been to a Roadhouse, and I know, I know many people haven't been to one in a long time so this might be a an opportunity to kind of rekindle that memory of what a roadhouse was like and it gets you can basically eat in your car so you get to support uh, some of these restaurants and get to have a bit of a roadhouse kind of experience this is open daily from 11 a.m to 8 p.m and they accept card payments which will be made once your order arrives so that's the drive-in uh drive-in diner at uh, pine slopes then i bet you've been wondering what are the lockdown rules that south africans have been breaking the most I've been wondering about that. You know, what what new laws, and I mean, it's so difficult to keep track with some of these laws because they're constantly changing. Every time we hit a different level and a different inclination of the level and then it's advanced and then it's not so advanced, you don't know kind of how to keep track of all these things. So Police Minister Becky Trele has revealed in a parliament Q&A session that more than 270,000 people have been arrested for contravening South Africa's lockdown regulations. 270,000 people. That is that is quite uh, quite a bit. I mean, it's only been a hundred days, and you can work out uh, how many people that is per day. My broadband has listed uh, the rules that South Africans have broken the most on their website, and let's have a quick squiz. So, starting at uh, level five, uh, so this is during level five. Uh, the the two rules that were broken the most were failure by a person to be confined to a residence during lockdown except to perform obtain essential services goods and collect a social grant etc so that was one of the rules that a lot of people broke and then the second one was failure by business entity to cease operations during lockdown other than a business entity involved in manufacturing supplying or 
provisioning. Then during level four, there were three rules that people broke the most in South Africa, which was uh, failure by a business uh, to cease operations, as mentioned in the previous one. Then it was failure by a person to be confined to his or her residence. Once again, you know, I don't know, people venturing out, um, maybe unnecessarily or, uh, you know, for other reasons than what they were supposed to be venturing out for. And then finally, the third one was convening of a gathering, assembly of any sort in a public road or building place or premises except at a workplace or normal residence. So people were getting a bit anxious during level four, so they decided to start having, I don't know, gatherings of some sort. And then level three, which is I suppose kind of where we are now, uh, the, the number one rule that most people have broken is selling of tobacco products, e-cigarettes or related other than for export. So it's the return of the big debate around cigarettes and should they be sold or should they not be sold and how should they be sold and who should they be sold to. So that's uh, making, well, that got a lot of people arrested and who knows when we get to level two and level one and what that's going to look like. A little bit further afield than Santon, but definitely a popular drive on a weekend. I know a lot of people like to do a bit of a, a Sunday morning drive and have breakfast in, in this area, which is hard to be but damn well. A body of an unknown man was found in a car submerged in Hardebeersport Dam this past week. News24 reports it is unclear when and how the car ended up in the water and eyewitnesses report a vehicle submerged in the dam between the Snake Park and the Hardebeersport Dam Bridge, believe it or not. They sent out the NSRI and the SRU rescue swimmers. Uh, they free-dived uh, to the vehicle and had to attach uh, a line and pull it out and tow it out and now the investigations are on as to figure out how did this car get here who's the person in the car and police are now naturally investigating this but uh, quite an interesting story they're happening at at, in harder beersport dam and then finally uh, uh, also just such an an incredible story on uh, take a lot that was making stories and headlines on 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 social media it's the story of uh, this non-refundable coffin that you can now buy on Take-A-Lot. So they've listed a brown wooden cof- coffin at uh, 400, uh, no, at 4,899 Rand. So it's down from its original price of 5,500 Rand. And uh, it's naturally non-refundable. And it, it's, it was making waves on social media uh, this uh, past week where people were saying, gee, was, is this what it's come to now? We're selling coffins on Take-A-Lot to just show you what uh, the, the, the day and age that we live in right now. But it's not the only strange thing that's been uh, on sale now over the last couple of uh, weeks. Uh, the SouthAfrican.com made mention of a parking bay up for sale in Clifton. And it's funny, I'd already heard about this some time back that you could buy a parking bay in Clifton or even more than one parking bay uh, because parking is somewhat scarce. And also people staying in Clifton don't necessarily only have one car, so they have more than one. And uh, had a quick look and uh, the parking bay for sale is at uh, San Michel in Clifton, overlooking Clifton First Beach, and is being sold by Pam Golding uh, Properties for 1.1 million, which is including uh, VAT. And the levies are 500 rand per month. So if you're looking for a parking bay in Clifton, uh, there's one up for sale through Pam Golding. It's 1.1 million. And as long as you can pay for the 500 rand levies per month, you have a place to park your car. Right, as we always do, we check in on business, and this week it's a slightly different update. Uh, Social media and messaging services ran hot with a clip of South African businessman Vusi Tembekwayo taking viewers on a passionate and very strongly worded tour of a Santon-based business that had closed its doors during the COVID-19 lockdown. 
The clip shows an empty open plan office, abandoned boardrooms, desks once occupied by staff members, and uh, it sounds like it was a thriving business up until a few months ago. Let's take a listen. People sat here. People provided for their families here. Business was done here. So, Mr. Politician, Mr. Lockdown the Country, Mr. Let me tweet and get 500 retweets. Where the fuck are you now? Where the fuck are you now? Where are you when these people are having to go home to their kids and tell them they're not going to be able to take them to school anymore or buy groceries anymore or provide for their families anymore? Where are you now? You all been fucking around with this country and this economy forever. That's literally what they were doing. They were pissing it up. If they weren't doing fucking corrupt deals, they were arguing in parliament about redundant shit that didn't make any sense for anybody. Now look, where are you now? Where are you now? Look at this view, look at this. Look at this. All of these hopes, dreams, ambitions, all of it, gone. Gone. Millions in salaries, even more millions in hopes, in dreams. Because what people don't understand is the economic impact of shit. So what that means is for every single person who had a job here, there was a home loan, there was a car loan, there was a student loan for kids to go to school, there was a credit card that the bank issued you a credit card for, there was building your home or renovating your home or building a home in the rural areas where your families lived, there was uh, overseas holidays. There was, this is how you build a fucking economy. So, politicians, where are you now? Quiet now, huh? Nothing to say now, huh? And all you do is you call conferences and you talk about the economy and people who are dying. This is the impact of your stupidity over the past 26 years. You did this. Because if you had built a country that was inclusive with an economy that was growing, we could have survived this shit. But you guys were too busy making sure that you're eating at the trough, making sure that your pockets aligned, making sure that your deals made sense, making sure that you build yourself your homesteads. That's what you guys were busy doing. And for the Neanderthals on the other side of the debate, on the opposition side, you were too busy trying to earn votes. So excuse me when for the first time ever in my social media I make the words, fuck you. This is the impact. This, this is the impact. There you have it, the voice of Vusi Timberquire. We were hoping to have him on the podcast this week, but he's had quite a busy uh, schedule, and uh, I hope that we get to have him on the podcast in the not-too-distant future. As we expect another cold front in Santon this weekend, one can't help but think about the hundreds of people who are not in a place of warmth and comfort as so many of us are in lockdown. And it's also that time of the year again that the 67 Blankets for Nelson Mandela Day hosts its nationwide initiative. And joining me on the line is founder of 67 Blankets and overall a lady of goodwill, Carolyn Stain. Carolyn, can you believe it has been five years since all of this started? What, 67 blankets? It's actually six years. Can six you, years? Can you oh, my goodness. That? My maths is horrid. It's amazing. You know, it was shortly after the passing of Madiba, 
when I was challenged to, that was 2013, when I was challenged to make 67 blankets for Nelson Mandela Day. And I realized I didn't have 67 friends. I can't make 67 blankets on my own. And so I took to, to Facebook and social media and asked complete strangers for help, not knowing that whether I'd get 67 blankets in time for Mandela Day 2014, but lo and behold, we were written into the script of generations and thousands and thousands of blankets. In actual fact, over the past six years, well, what is it five and a half or six years? My math is also not too good. <laughs> um, we've, we can comfortably say that in South Africa alone, we've distributed over 67,000 blankets. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of what a little Carolyn's Tea Party has become. It's become a movement for change, a movement for good, not just in South Africa, but in many countries around the world. So yeah, the power of Madiba and social media combined. Well, it's a really, uh, I think, fantastic initiative, especially once again, as we think about how cold it is outside and, you know, just a little bit of warmth, but also I think the love that goes into a lot of these uh, blankets, scarves, uh, you know, that people get something that is really made almost for them. Have you have you come across any of those original blankets that went out uh, just over five, six years ago? Well, I just heard a story the other day. You know, a few years ago, we um, went to the, the hospice in Houghton to give blankets there. And somebody recently had to put a family member into hospice and was so amazed to see the 67 blankets label on our on our blankets made with love. So, and, and I'll tell you a, a lovely story. A few years ago, you know, my, my mom grew up in an orphanage um, at Nazareth House. We, we got a call from someone to say, you know, Nazareth House is in need of blankets. So my sisters and I went together. We thought it'd be quite nice to go back to the place where our mom grew up. We took about, I don't know, 350 blankets on that day. And in that lot of blankets were three blankets made by myself and two others by my other sisters. It was incredible that out of all the thousands of blankets that we, we, we kind of took from the garage, that three of our blankets were amongst them to give to my mom's original home. It was, it was like, how does this happen? You know, It's quite poetic sometimes how life uh, unfolds like that. It's almost, uh, uh, what's it, um, reality is almost stranger than fiction, isn't it? Beautiful stories. We've got such beautiful stories. We're actually putting a coffee table book together, which hopefully will come out next year. And it's, you know, filled with the most beautiful pictures. You know, we've done, we've gotten four or five Guinness World Records now, which is phenomenal. And people say, why are you going for a Guinness World Record? Well, why not? It, you know, it really highlights the cause and many more people join the movement. And as a result, many more thousands of people get kept warmer over the winter months. So those pictures of the union buildings covered in a sea of blankets. We did that in 2015. It was extraordinary. And we also covered um, Drakenstein. You know, we worked with the prisons in, in South Africa and we created the largest crochet blanket in the world beating India people said we couldn't do that but we did we South Africans of course absolutely absolutely <laughs> and I think South Africans love nothing more than a challenge and you know we rise every single time so during during lockdown we've seen this uptake of, of baking cooking sewing and knitting and, and all of this has become very in vogue uh, again did this uh, impact your drive this year at all did you see some new people yeah. or, or, or people kind of going the extra mile and making some extra items? 
Absolutely. You know, um, Samantha Cohen um, at Hot, Hot FM yes. um, with Jeremy, Jeremy Mansfield. I was amazed um, at the start of lockdown where they were talking about what to do. And there was Samantha talking about 67 blankets and showing people how to crochet, which were, and, and I think trying to get Jeremy Mansfield on board as well. So that was that was lovely. And of course, you know, a lot of people needed to find something to do during lockdown. So unfortunately, at the time, the wool shops were closed, but the people that did have wool really really put hook to wool and created blankets so we got a lot of blankets out of the, the you know the lockdown period and also the other thing um kismet yarns has launched a new wool and it's branded 67 blankets and it's really quite cheap 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 compared with you know other wools and the colors are just so so unique and beautiful so because of the new branded wool on all the shelves in south africa and all the wool shops that has really brought many more hundreds of people to join 67 blankets and i'm just so amazed and in awe of you know the amount of traction we get with you know the new wool and with just, with just you know the amount of people that we have and the people that we have that bring other people that galvanize communities we've got ambassadors all around south africa who are tasked with bringing new members on board and you know getting more blankets in to distribute during the winter and certainly we try to do it before the winter we don't wait for mandela day july 18th to go and hand out blankets we make every single day a mandela day in the work that we do the creation of the blankets and in um, distributing to those in need before the winter so i'm very proud of the fact that we make every day a mandela day and that 67 blankets does not sleep well, talking about distribution, I mean, things are a little bit different this year. You've got a, a slightly different take on how you're distributing the scarves mm. and the blankets. Just take us through that. How, how's that working this year? Well, all other years we've had, you know, big engagement with beneficiaries, nitwits and beneficiaries, where we, you know, gather a group of people together who want to go into a community, whether it be Dipsluit, Alex, or rural areas around the country to go and engage with the people. And it normally ends up being some kind of a party with a lot of singing and dancing and, you know, distribution and a lot of happiness. This year is very different because we can't engage. So, so it's been a much quieter distribution where ambassadors who, who volunteer to go out with their masks on, of course, to pretty much drop and go. So we're we encouraging our, our ambassadors and our nitwits, we call ourselves nitwits for Madiba, not to have um, great engagement because, you know, this COVID thing is getting more and more scary. So Mandela month, we've pretty much um, distributed most of our blankets to communities in need. So in July, every year, we, we have something called our secret scarves movement. So our nitwits who are really tired, they've worked their fingers to the bone creating blankets throughout the year. We, we give them a little bit of a holiday by saying, okay, stop with the blankets for a moment and just turn out as many scarves as you can, which, which really does feel like a holiday because you can make a scarf in a few hours. So a lot of scarves, thousands and thousands of scarves get made every year. And this year is no different. And um, volunteers go out all around the country at three o'clock in the afternoon. They hang scarves on trees, uh, around parking meters, 
uh, railings with a, a love note attached to every scarf saying, I am not lost. If you are cold and need me, please take me. Love, 67 blankets, kiss, kiss, kiss. So that's happening all around the country today. So, you know, people walking home from work, they, they, Lo and behold, they stumble upon this winter wonderland of scarves hanging in trees and it's colorful and it's warm and it's lovely and it's, you know, it's all about love and giving and warmth. So that is just to put a smile on people's faces today and to make people feel a bit more loved and happier and a little bit warmer. Well, Karen, I think it's a a great initiative, and uh, you know, like like you say, there's a lot of people out there that don't just need the warmth, but they also need the thought that somebody is thinking of them and uh, is sharing a little bit of love with them. I think that's wonderful. So that's Carolyn Stain. She's the founder of 67 Blankets. Thank you so much for making the time to be on here. And uh, I know you're also a big patron of the arts, and I hope we have a chance to chat about that sometime in the future as well. That'd be wonderful. Thank you so much, Alexander. Appreciate the blanket coverage. (laughs) (laughs) And here I've been sitting the whole morning trying to think of some great wool and sheep puns, but uh, you've you've outdone me. So well done. (laughs) Thank you so much. As we've been doing every week, You know, we've been uh, adding more interesting things to this podcast as we go along. And we've got another unboxing this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's uh, mystery unboxing. Uh, It was actually a a Samsung, the latest Samsung Android uh, phone, that smartphone that's come out. This week, it's uh, a Thule Subterra Power Shuttle Plus. Now, if that means absolutely nothing to you, I understand, because sometimes these names are not self-explanatory. But the uh, Thule is well familiar, the Swedish brand, they do some incredible travel luggage, some like really great travel gear, you know, attachments for your car. If you want to have extra storage uh, on top of your car, or if you need a bicycle rack or all these things to help you kind of go somewhere. And they also do some really great sort of business gear as well. So they've got a really uh, great little uh, zip up bag for all your headphones, cables, these sort of things. So if you are traveling or if you just want a place where you can keep all these things together, uh, like your power banks, uh, that's what the Subterra Power Shuttle Plus is. And the the Shuttle Plus is actually the the bigger one. They've got a slightly smaller one as well. So we are unboxing that on the Santon Times YouTube channel this week. And the great news is is that one lucky subscriber will walk away with a Thule Subterra Power Shuttle Plus when we hit 100 likes on this unboxing. So go have a look. The link is in the show notes. Have a look at it, give it a like, and make sure that you are subscribed to the Saturn Times YouTube channel, and one lucky subscriber will walk away with a Thule Subterra Power Shuttle Plus. It's a great prize. It's valued at 899 rand, so you don't want to miss out on that. Thank you so much for listening to the Santon Times this week. It's been uh, great to have you tune in, have you stream it, have you download it. Please do get in touch with uh, any of your news, any of your feedback. You can email editor at santontimes.co.za or connect on social media at Santon Times. Please feel free to visit the blog at santontimes.co.za and subscribe, share, and leave a review and rating on your preferred podcast platform. Once again, I really encourage you to do that. It makes a huge difference. You can also support the Santon Times podcast directly by visiting soundcloud.com forward slash Santon Times. Click on the big blue support Santon Times button and help us keep doing what we are doing during these ever changing and challenging times. And no contribution is too big or too small. So thank you so much in advance for that. Thank you to my guests for today. It's been great having them on. Into another week. Catch you again for the next episode. Stay warm and stay safe.